This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. There's a verse I want to share with you. It's in Ephesians 5.18. You'll memorize it by the time we get finished. You'll you'll, you'll memorize this verse because we'll be alluding to it so much. Be not drunk with wine. Say, Pastor Benny, what does that mean? (laughs) Be not drunk with wine. That's what it means. Wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Let us pray. Jesus, I pray for your Holy Spirit. I pray that your Holy Spirit would come and manifest yourself in just an awesome way. God, may the invitation be fruitful in the way you would deem fruitful. And for all you do, we're just going to praise you. For I pray this prayer with a grateful heart. For I pray this prayer in Jesus' name until you come. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit is your power. The Holy Spirit is your power. I want to tell you a true story. It happened in Indiana. A large computer store, a large computer warehouse actually caught on fire. And they called the fire department and they were spraying and spraying and spraying, not having a lot of progress and not having a lot of success. So they decided we need to call other fire departments to help us. So they did just that. And there was a local little community fire department that had a dilapidated truck. They called them and sure enough, here here they came. And the driver of that fire truck, he jumped the curb, (laughs) he didn't stop, he literally went through the wall of the building and the fire truck was inside the fire. Now what they did, they got out and they started spraying and in a short time, the fire was, it was put out. And the owner of the business said, this is tremendous. He said, I want to give a $10,000 check. I want to give a $10,000 check to this fire department because he said, you know, you really helped me. And so he presented a $10,000 check to that little local fire department. And the reporter was interviewing that little local fire chief. And they said to him, now that your fire department has received the check for $10,000, what are you going to do with the money? He said, I'll tell you, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to have the brakes repaired on the truck. (laughs) But reality was, once they got inside, they could take care of the fire. Once they got inside, the secret was inside. Do you realize Romans 8 and 9 says this, but you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be, the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says this, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Romans 8 and 14 says, 
that the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead literally dwells in us. A little African-American boy was watching a balloon man. It was in New York City and the balloon man would release balloons and they would go up into the sky. He would release a green balloon, a red balloon, a blue balloon, and that little old African-American boy finally goes up to the balloon man and he said, I wanna ask you something. If you released a black balloon, would it go up too? Oh, he said, yes, it would, son. Because the secret's not the color of the balloon. The secret is the helium inside. The secret for our lives, ladies and gentlemen, is not the outside. But it's the power of the Holy Spirit inside. It's the power of the Holy Spirit inside. Do you realize Jesus said to the early church, you go to Jerusalem, don't you preach, don't you teach, don't you witness, don't you do anything for 10 days. You just wait for 10 days. Because after 10 days, the Holy Spirit will come on Pentecost. And then you will have the power for preaching, for teaching, for doing everything you need to do. But don't you do anything without the power of the Holy Spirit. Because anything we try to do, ladies and gentlemen, without the power of the Holy Spirit is vanity and vexation. The human spirit will always fail unless the Holy Spirit feels. The human spirit will always fail unless the Holy Spirit feels. Charles Spurgeon said, without the Spirit, we can do nothing. We're ships without the wind, branches without sap, coals without fire. We are useless. I want you to see some things, just some simple things. But the first thing I want you to see is the reasons for the Spirit-filled life. The reasons for the Spirit-filled life. Reason number one is obedience. God said, be ye filled. It's not a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. It's not for super saints. He said to all of us to be filled. Now I want you to give you something to think about. It's the Holy Spirit that seals you. It's the Holy Spirit justifies you. The Holy Spirit indwells you. The Holy Spirit keeps you. The Holy Spirit does all those things. But yet he said to us, ye be filled. Ye be filled. So what he was saying, you have a part two. You have a part two. Now when he said, be ye filled with the Spirit, who is he speaking to? Ephesians 1 and 1 tells us he was speaking to the saints. So he was not saying to a bunch of pagan Greeks, ye be filled with the Spirit. He was saying to the Christians, ye be filled with with the Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing worse than a full church of half full people. 
There's nothing worse than a full church of half full people. Now look, the Bible says be not drunk with wine. What does that mean? Here's what it means, folks. It's wrong to be drunk. It's wrong to be drunk. And we say, well, yes, pastor, you're right. It is wrong to be drunk. But I want you to know something else. It's also wrong to not be spirit-filled. See, we can camp all night here, be not drunk with wine, but it's also wrong, ladies and gentlemen, to not be filled with the Spirit. What I did, I took that word filled, and I knew the New Testament was originally written in Greek, and I started looking for other places where that word filled was actually used. And in Luke 4, 28, they were filled with wrath or they were filled with anger. And then in Acts 13 and 45, they were, it was the same word. They were filled with jealousy. They were filled with envy. So that word filled, it means overcome with a power greater than your own. Do you get that? Overcome with a power greater than your own. When you're filled with jealousy, you're overcome with a power greater than your own. When you're filled with anger, you're overcome with a power greater than your own. But ladies and gentlemen, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're overcome with a power that's greater than our own. So, so get this, reasons for being filled, number one, ladies and gentlemen, obedience. But look, number two, opportunities. Get this, be not drunk with wine when it is excess, but be you filled with the Spirit. That's verse 18, but I want you to look at verse 16 and 17 that comes before it. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. What's it telling us? What's, what, what's he telling us there, folks? He's telling us when we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we're led by the Holy Spirit, opportunities come our way that otherwise wouldn't come our way. Now look, we think it's just coincidental but in 1 Samuel 16 and 13, David, the Bible says, was filled with the Spirit of the Lord. Read the story. A few days later, he's filled with the Spirit of the Lord. His daddy says, son, take some bread and cheese down there to your brothers. They're down there fighting. There's a giant down there. And David goes down there and he defeats the giant. Here's what I want you to see. When we're filled with God's spirit, opportunities come to our lives that would not have came. Opportunities come when we're led by the spirit, things happen that otherwise would not have happened. Several months ago, they told me, they said, Pastor Benny, our worship leader at our branch campus is, is leaving. Our worship leader at our branch campus is leaving. And I said, I, I just felt like in my heart, 
I'm going to call a young man named Noah Cleveland who travels all over worshiping, leading worship and helping churches. I'm going to call him and ask him, I felt like I should, would he consider it? And I called him. And he said, Pastor Benny, I told the Lord, if you ever wanted me to lead worship at Rock Springs, don't have a campus pastor call me. Don't have a worship leader. But God, if you ever want me to come off the road and work at Rock Springs Church, have Benny Tate directly to call me. And that'll be my sign. I'll know it's from you. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. When we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, God gives us opportunities that you otherwise would not get if you're not sensitive and filled and walking in God's Spirit. So anyway, so what, Pastor Benny? What's the reasons? I mean, it's obedience, it's opportunities. Now, Pastor, what are the requirements for the Spirit-filled life? And, and let me tell you something, folks. The Holy Spirit... He's a person. He's not enthusiasm. He's not energy. He's not a force. He's a person. He's a person who speaks to you. He's a person who can hear. He's a person who rejoices. He's a person who feels. He's a person who you can grieve. He's a person who you can quench. So, so what are the requirements, Pastor Benny, for the spirit-filled life? I, 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 I want the spirit-filled life. Number one, complete commitment. A.W. Tozer said, you can have as much of God as you want. Or by the way, you can have as little of God as you want. Complete commitment. See, I want you to understand something. In these bodies... We house him. 1 Corinthians 3 and 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? And the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. We house him. But I want you to know something. He's got to have access to every room. He's got to have access to your thought life. He's got to have access to your occupational life. He's got to have access to your social life. He's got to have access to your living room. He's got to have access to your bedroom. He's got to have access to every room. You say, oh, Pastor Benny, I, 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 I need to get the Holy Spirit. No, he needs to get you. He needs to get you. And that comes through complete commitment. Complete commitment. Let me tell you the second requirement. That's continuous control. When the Bible says, be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled, it's in the present tense there. That means, ladies and gentlemen, it's in the continual tense. This whole deal of being filled in Acts 2 and 4, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. But in Acts 4 and 31, the same people were filled again with the Holy Spirit. 
D.L. Moody used to pray, God, fill me with your spirit. God, fill me with your spirit. And a couple of ladies asked him, D.L. Moody, you're a great man. Why do you continually pray, God, fill me with your spirit? And D.L. Moody said, because I leak. We're here with the world, flesh, and the devil. We're here with the world, flesh, and the devil. We're not of the world, but we're in this world. And ladies and gentlemen, because we're in this world, we leak. We leak. You leak. There's so much bad in the best of us, and there's so much good in the worst of us. It hardly behooves any of us to talk about the rest of us. We leak. Now, when I read that, be not drunk with wine, when is excess, but be you filled with the Spirit. I want to ask you something. Why didn't he say, do not commit adultery, but be filled with the Spirit? Why didn't he say, do not lie, but be filled with the Spirit? Why didn't he say, do not steal, but be filled with the Spirit? Why did he say, be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Spirit? I think... It was because of contrast. But I also think, ladies and gentlemen, it was because of comparison. It was because of comparison. I heard about a guy that was drinking one day and driving, and an officer pulled him over because he went the wrong way down a, a one way. And the officer said to the man, Did you not see the arrows? <laughs> he said, Officer, I didn't even see the Indians. Now, now, listen, I, I wish I, 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 I wish I, this was a, a farce to me. I wish I could say it's just a farce, your pastor. But folks, I know what it is to be drunk. I, I wish I didn't. But I know what it is to be drunk. And you know what I know? When you're drunk, you say things. <laughs> you do things. You go places, you think thoughts, you just do a lot of things that, 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 that you wouldn't do because what happens is you're controlled by a power that's greater than your own. But the good news is, folks, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, <laughs> we do things that's beyond ourselves. We say things that's beyond ourselves. Uh, 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 we, we experience things that's beyond ourselves simply because we're controlled by the Holy Spirit. Look, on the day of Pentecost, they spoke with other tongues. And there's no explanation other than the fact they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And ladies and gentlemen, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, there will things happen in your life that there will be no explanation other than the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now wait, I hate to admit this, but you know how you stay drunk? I hate to admit this. How you stay drunk, ladies and gentlemen, is you got to keep drinking. You got to keep drinking. How you stay filled is you got to keep drinking them. You got to keep drinking. You, you've got to keep drinking. The problem with the average church in America is we've sobered up. 
The problem with the average church in America, they, they become sacred sororities for snubbing sinners. And they start at 11 o'clock sharp and they end at 12 o'clock dull. But ladies and gentlemen, the average church in America has sobered up. But I want to say to you, we need to keep drinking from the fountain that never runs dry. Vance Havner, a preacher from days gone by, said when a person comes to know Christ and they get excited, he said they almost have to backslide immediately in order to have fellowship with the rest of the people in the congregation. Because we'll say eventually, they'll calm down and be just like us. I pray they don't calm down. I pray they don't come be, become just like us. See, I see the reasons. I see the requirements. But what are the results, Pastor Benny? What are the results of the spirit-filled life? Well, it affects every aspect of your life. Get this. Ephesians 5.18 says, Be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Spirit. First of all, it affects your worship life. It affects your worship life. Look what, he, look what Ephesians 5.19 says. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Here's what I've learned, folks. When we're filled with God's Spirit and we come to church and we worship Jesus, it's just an overflow of what God's doing in our lives. And it no longer, it no longer becomes I have to go to church. It becomes I get to go to church. I get to go to church because I worship the Lord and there's where I express my praise and gratitude with fellow believers for all that God's done in our lives. I'll tell you something else. Being spirit-filled, it not only affects your worship life, but it affects your wedded life. It affects your wedded life. Be not drunk with wine when it's excess, but be you filled with the Spirit. Look here. Ephesians 5, 22 says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. You said, Pastor me, I, I don't know if I can submit to this guy. No, you can't. You can't in yourself. But that's why Ephesians 5.18 says, be ye filled with the Spirit. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I'm preaching better than you're responding. Uh, listen, listen, listen. We only do it. We only, you can only do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Husbands in Ephesians 5.25. Love your wife, even as Christ loved her. Love her to the point I'm willing to die on the spot for her. Love her to the point I'm willing to put her interests before mine. Love her to the point that, that I want to simply serve her. How can you do that? Only through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, somebody said, Pastor Benny, we're focusing on our relationship with one another. No, 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 honey, you missed it. You need to focus on your relationship with God. He needs to focus on his relationship with God. And if we'll focus on our relationship with God, our relationship will get real, real good with one another as long as we focus on him. Wives, never be jealous of time your husband spends with God. Never be jealous if he says, I want to go down to the church for this men's meeting. Never be 
be jealous if he says, I want to I wanna do this. Because let me tell you something. Anything he does toward God will make him a better husband. It will make him a better father. It will make him a better man. It affects your worship life. It affects your wedded life. I'll tell you something else. It affects your work life. This is, I, I'm going to get this. I like this. Look. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Wow. So, Pastor Benny, when I'm working, I'm supposed to see my boss as the Lord Jesus Christ. I didn't say it. That's what God said. You say, well, man, he's a devil. I didn't say it. God said it. I'm supposed to see my superior as the Lord Jesus. That's what God's word says. And look, folks, how can you do that? You only can do that through the spirit-filled life. Yeah, you can only do that through the spirit-filled life. But if we do that, folks, it wouldn't be long that employers would be calling employment offices and say, be sure and send me a Christian. <laughs> Because, see, they show up on time. They, they, they don't gossip. They work hard. They don't steal. They've got good attitudes. They don't sow dis, discord. And before long, the employers would just be filling the churches out. Because they said, man, I'm seeing so much in my employees. These are called Christians. It affects our worship life. It affects our wedded life. It affects our work life. But lastly, folks. It affects our war life. I heard a young preacher preach one time, and he said, the devil is bound. And I thought, my goodness, if he is, he's tied around my neck. <laughs> he, he, he's not bound, by the way, folks. Ephesians 6 and 12 says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Let me tell you something, folks. We're no match for what the enemy will throw at us. In the flesh, you're no match. You're no match for his vices. You're no match for his struggles. You're no match for the addiction. You're no match for the lust. You're no match for any of it. The only match is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Through the power, because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Now, I'm trying to wrap up, but I want to make a statement. It's the most important statement I'll make. God has made no provision for you to live the Christian life. Only for him to live his life through you by the Holy Spirit. God has made no provision for you to live the Christian life. Only for him to live his life through you by the Holy Spirit. Somebody said to the great preacher Charles Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon, how do you get so much accomplished? He said, always remember there are two of us. There are two of us. And the victory is through 
the Holy Spirit. Now I want to simplify this. You say, Pastor Benny, I, I want what you're preaching about. I, I want this. I, what are the steps? Let me give you some steps. Number one, you've got to recognize your need to be filled. See, you've got to reach the point that you say, the way I'm doing life, I'm shooting myself in the foot and reloading rapidly. You've got to realize, I, listen, I, 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 I'm just, I, I, I'm failing. Look, the human spirit will fail unless the Holy Spirit feels. The human spirit will fail unless the Holy Spirit feels. It takes humility. You've got to recognize that I need the Holy Spirit. I need the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. The second thing, you've got to confess all known sin because he is a Holy Spirit. He is a Holy Spirit. You've got to confess all known sin. You say, well, Pastor Benny, I don't really know. Well, look here, ask your family. They'll make you aware of some. <laughs> Amen? Amen? See, see, look here, look here. Look here, always remember what Pastor Benny said. If you can be a Christian at home, you can be a Christian anywhere. If you can be a Christian at home, you can be a Christian anywhere. Number three, Yield yourself to God. Amen. Yield yourself to God. Then number four, just simply say, God, I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Folks, let me tell you something. I recently got this sweater. It beats anything I've ever seen. I mean, if you can get one, get one. This is a magical sweater. Watch this. Sweater, touch your nose. Watch this. Sweater, Cross your arms. Watch this. Sweater. Raise your hands. It's magical. Now I know what you're thinking. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Benny, you're so silly. It's not the sweater, Benny. It's you in the sweater. That's what I've been trying to tell you for the last 30 minutes. It's him inside you. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's how we overcome. It's how we're the, the man, the woman. The husband, the wife, the employee, the employer. It's how we're everything that we ought to be. It's how we're the single person. It's how opportunities come to our lives when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. It's how we know how to pray when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. See this whole deal, folks, and I'm done. But it all begins with the Holy Spirit. 
You can't get saved. You can't become a Christian without the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that deals with people's hearts according to John 16 and 8. So if you're sitting there today, you say, Brother Benny, I feel like my heart's about ready to jump out of my chest. I'll tell you why. You say, Pastor Benny, you're you're getting on my toes. No, 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 I'm not getting on your toes. If I was going to aim for a body part, it wouldn't be your toes. It's not the preacher. It's the Holy Spirit dealing with your heart. It's a wind from elsewhere. It's the Holy Spirit that's dealing with your heart. It's the Holy Spirit that makes, you say, Pastor Benny, I'm so uncomfortable, even right now sitting at church, I'm so uncomfortable. That's you, that's the church. No, it has nothing to do with me or the church. It has to do with the Holy Spirit dealing with your heart. And he's drawing you to himself. He's drawing you to Jesus Christ. He's dealing with your heart. He's dealing with you. You say, well, Pastor Benny, I'm this, I'm that. No, no, it matters not. He's dealing with your heart. He's drawing you to himself. It all begins with the Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us for this week's message from Rock Springs Church. If you would like more information about Rock Springs, be sure to follow us on social media or connect with us at rockspringsonline.com. Join us right here next week for another message from Rock Springs Church.